Hello, cool kids, and welcome to the 16th episode of Autonomic. I'm Kat Cool, your host and narrator. Before we get started, I wanted to thank everyone who shopped in the Autonomic storefront. It's been really great seeing pictures of all of you in t-shirts and hats from the shop. My favorites are the ones with pets in them. It's pretty cool now to be able to say that Autonomic is made possible in part by listeners like you. If you'd like to help the show, you can head over to the shop either by going to our main website, autonomicpodcast.com, and clicking on the shop button, or by heading directly to the shop at autonomic.myprintful.com. Thank you. And now, dream with me a while. You ever met a new friend and then wanted to get to know them better? Izzy and Maya and Brennan and Zephyr now have opportunities to talk one-on-one, accomplish tasks together, and observe each other more intimately and casually than if they were part of a larger group. One-on-one time can be an important part of forming new friendships. It allows us to understand more about the person we're trying to get to know very quickly. Each time we're alone with someone we want to get to know better is an opportunity for greater friendship. Do you think the Nomics will become better friends? All right. All right, ghost horse, come at me. We're not scared. We are very big, and we will attack you with our claws. One of us is very strong, and that is the truth. And one of us is maybe strong. You don't know. You can't prove anything. She's quick as lightning. Do you you go down the hall? (laughs) So you're going down the hall, and there's more and more writing all over the ceiling as well as the walls. And then you see the end of the bubble, and then right beyond the bubble, there is an animal. Let's cut over to Brennan and Zephyr. I want to have noticed the ground and kind of looking at my arm and looking at the floor and kind of noticing that that was similar to notes that when we come back to look at that more. So that's what I'm doing mid-walk. I'm not really talking to Zephyr. So do you want to talk about stuff or do you need alone time? What? Me? Yeah. I, I don't... I'm sorry. For what? I don't think I've been... This has been a big day for everybody and I don't think I've been anything but unkind to you. You hit me in the chest. I, yeah, um, I'm paying for it now. I hold up my arm. He nods. Do you not want to be the Bellanomic? I never had any, I was the only thing our age here, and I've never had to have something, I know about, I know what sharing is. Mm-hmm. I never had to do it. Sure. Okay. That, um, that makes sense. And, it, but like, it's in my fan, it's in my blood, I guess. To be the Bibliononic. Yeah. I mean, if you've if you read it anywhere near as much as I have, you know that that is something that has been inherited before. Well, I um, do know that because I do read all the time. Right. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying so do I. Sure. Um, I don't want to be the bibliomic. I didn't want to have anything to do with this. I'm sorry. I also don't think I really had a choice. I mean, I don't. Does anybody have a choice? I mean, it's kind of that's this is all up to whoever up there or whatever is around and. I don't know. I was prepared for something else, and I'm not prepared for this, and I've never not been prepared. Oh, okay. Well, that's, like, a different thing, and, like... I'm not... You don't have to... I don't need 
you did analyze anything. I'm not. I'm just like, okay. it's like a, I get. That's my mom. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Who knows? But that's a lot. That's like. Is it? And he, he like looks at you with a, he looks confused by your attitude. That's like, I don't know how it is with your mom and whomever, or but <laughs> I'm all kind of, I'm very tired. And very sore. I've hit a lot of people, which I've never done before. Punch somebody. I've never punched anybody before. And I, I yelled. I yelled at her. I yelled. I oh God, I, I, I yelled at her. Is she going to do something? I've never done it before. I always listened. And then I didn't listen. And I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. She made it um, seem like she was going to... I don't know. I don't really like parents. Yeah. He sits down. I don't think you should punch people. My brothers punch people a lot. It's not nice. I mean, I can't really, it'll be a heck of a turkey with this hand, you know, I can't do anything else. You know, like when you put your hand on a, on a paper and you, you trace it and it's a, like a turkey. This is a big one. <laughs> it was so kind. <laughs> <laughs> Book towels. Is, blankets. Okay. I was just going to say that I don't know that that's all that war has to be, but okay. I, well, you don't have to punch us. My intent is never to do that, but this thing, I feel, I feel like I have, it has its mind of its own. It's just your gnomic thing, right? It's like your artifact. And me, I guess. Well, but the arm of war has been passed down, so it's just another gnomic artifact, which means that you can control it. But I can't put it on a table and go to another room. I can't take a break from it. I can't, I gotta change everything about how do I, how I hold a book. He holds up his congenital amputation. You'll figure it out. Okay. Do you need something else from me? I'm sorry. I'm no, I don't like, need anything. I didn't. I didn't say I needed anything from you in the beginning. I was apologizing, and now why you? I, I thought we were supposed to help each other out. I yeah. don't know. I've never really had friends my own age before. It's only ever really been my brothers and my family and shipping. Shipping like ships, like or like sending things. Both one via the other. That's what my dad's on that ship. Does he do cargo or? He's like a captain. He sends me like maps of places that no one's ever been, and I have my own like atlas of the undiscovered waters. That's how he found Fiana. He found, found this egg, and he sent it to me, and it hatched. And he, I was like, "This is what hatched." That sounds really nice. He's opening up the different crates that have blankets and stuff, exploring the contents. Mm-hmm. There aren't just blankets in here. Oh, what's in there? Stuff that teens put in here. Oh, <laughs> ooh, teens yeah. have left. Oh my god, what's like a popular... There are magazines. Ooh, pictures of uh, people with showing their ankles. (laughs) Uh, Probably like switchblades and things like that. Holy smokes. People like use them to like be cool and do Uh, tricks. Various sweets. There's like old candy. There's a bunch of lists of teachers and mean stuff they wrote down next to the teachers. Ooh, like I rate my teachers. Like I rate my teachers. There's also a bunch of test answers. Old test answers. Teens are great. Oh my god, can there also be like... Like doodles, KJ loves uh-huh. RB. Yeah, there's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, there's one that has like that, but then kept crossing out names. Oh, yeah. oh that poor child. <laughs> what a Pisces. Your dad sounds like really nice. Yeah, when he's and we're like getting the blankets down. And and Brennan is like taking like especially the sweets and like maybe some of the magazines and stuff and like kind of folding them into the blanket to like bring them back, but not to be overtly bringing them back. I'm doing it instinctively. Oh, like, naturally? Even, yeah, like Zephyr's even... got some of the chocolate that is pocketing. No, yeah. putting it back into his shell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he's when he's around, he's nice. Uh, he's not that often, but I look, I look forward to it. Cool. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of happy here to not be around my family anymore. Does that make sense? Is that weird? And I look around, and it's got too real too quick. <laughs> and so I blurt out. So you like Jackson Shaw? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I really like Jackson I Shaw. Have li- I have those library editions. They're big library editions. Holy smokes, um, really? And so they have all... Yeah, I have the... Ivy Marvel wrote they're all the notes and stuff in there. What? Yeah, uh, they came... What? And he's like losing his mind. And as he gets very excited about this, we see transition. We cut back to the main cavern. Dr. Bravo has produced Full Metal Alchemist style alchemy and has made a pot and is making something on the pot. Oh, man. Really mad at this person, but that's just plumb and cool. It's really cool. I turn around and I'm looking at the pot for a little while and I just like have my hands on my cheeks and I'm sitting like cross-legged and just like kind of stewing. She looks over at you. You aren't going to help any of your friends. It just seems like Brennan and I mean, how many people do we need to go handle that? I was simply making an observation. I just have a lot on my mind right now. We have a lot on our minds right now. Yeah. Do you need to discuss it? With you? I am the headmistress of the school and she raises an eyebrow at you. Yeah. Why would I talk to you about it? Why wouldn't you? I don't think you've proven yourself really great at... Well, okay, I'm not great at detecting tone or emotions or feelings, and I'm working on it, but you're an adult, and it doesn't seem like you've been working on this at all. She stops stirring, and it keeps stirring without her hand doing anything. It seems that we have a misunderstanding about what my role is in your life. What do you think my responsibilities are? I think you need to, first, keep us safe. Second of all, prepare us to become nomics. Third of all... Make sure that what happened to our predecessors doesn't happen to us. And what makes you think I am incapable of those things? Because you can't even handle your son? And now there's like 30 of us, and we're all his age. Being a parent is very difficult and is a separate issue, I think, to raising and preparing nomics, which is a part of the school system of which I am only one aspect. There are a great number of teachers that I have brought on board to give you all an education. My primary job is now making sure that you are all safe and... As you said, not going to die. Right. I just think that if you had given us more information at the outset, and if you pardon my language, headmistress, you really plumbed up the whole Fiona situation. That's why we're out here. She nods thoughtfully. I will take the criticism about Fiona. However, I believe that your reaction was disproportionate and you all put yourselves in a great deal of danger. And while I understand that this is an aspect of the scrutinomic, your need for information immediately on your terms is not helpful in the long run or something that's going to keep you safe. My number one priority. Do you understand that there is a time and a place for the divulgence of information? For example, I am not hiding anything from you right now. However, earlier in the day, there was simply no time to get you the information that you needed. That makes sense. But I'm 12, and (laughs) you're not, so I kind of feel like the onus is on you to deliver information appropriately and make sure that you're managing our emotions and expectations, something which you haven't been doing at all. Managing your emotions and expectations. That sounds like the dean of students' responsibility. She will be here starting tomorrow. I'm just saying there's a reason why we did what we did, and part of it was your fault. Explain. It doesn't seem like... Brennan is particularly equipped for the role that he's been thrust into, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that you haven't really told him what to expect. I have told Brennan what to expect his entire life. He has been prepared for this. Wow, you really didn't do a good job then. (laughs) She nods. How prepared do you feel for your role? Really prepared? (laughs) Why do you think that is? Because... Beep, beep, beep. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Hey, Monochrome, this is Monique. Hi, Monique, this is Monochrome Telepathically. Yeah, so, um, I don't really want to talk about that big dream thing, but I feel like withholding information about that is what got us into trouble with Brennan and Izzy, so... I don't know. What do you think we should do? Jesus? Where? One of the tunnels? I don't know. 
know. I don't know. Hey, what's going on with you, buddy? It's not normal for you to just be like, cheese it. It's like really late. It's really late and it should be bed now. Oh, I'm sorry, Monochrome. <laughs> You're right. It has been a long day and we are tired and we get fussy when we're tired. So I think I'll finish this conversation with her and then we'll figure out what we need to do in the morning. Goodbye, I love you. Goodbye, I love you. And then he turns to Dr. Bravo and he says, I feel prepared because this is a role that I was excited about. And I'm inquisitive by nature. Not every kid's personality matches their nomic artifact. And I think for the kids whose personality doesn't, you've not been doing a great job preparing them for it. There's nothing that I can do to prepare them for that. Being a part of the nomic cycle is something I personally have no experience with. All I have experience with is the support program. I've been around a great deal of nomics, and it does seem difficult. Not all of you are going to adapt to it as well as you'd like. Well, you must have noticed that the biggest problems you've had to deal with are with the nomics, right? I mean, that couldn't have escaped you. The support children seem to be doing okay, but the nomics are the ones that are really causing trouble. You must have understood that. Working hypothesis is that it is because you are currently not around the other children, you have been separated out, and you have not been able to adjust to the normal school setting. You think that's true of all eight nomics? I suspect so. You haven't been given time to adjust to your new routine. Children enjoy routines. He doesn't really know what to say to that. Maybe, I don't know. I haven't been a child for long, only 12 years. You seem fairly focused on your age, and also on mine. Well, it, I mean, it is my birthday today, so you can understand how it would come up. She nods. I feel like we got off on the wrong foot, potentially the wrong limb, <laughs> and I understand that, but I just want to say right now that you're not doing a great job managing Brennan, and he feels really sad and hurt and upset, and he's taking it out on a lot of the other kids, which is understandable, but I kind of feel like if you had made different choices, he wouldn't be where he is right now. Your actual problem is with Brennan, then? No, definitely not. My actual problem is the potentially dangerous, horrible threat that's going to kill us all soon. All right, that is being seen too. What I mean is within this conversation. As far as you are concerned, most of my failings have to do with Brennan. No, I, I don't think you're doing great with Izzy either, but that might be a side thing. What has happened with the chickenomic? I mean, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> that makes her thoughtful, and she, like, puts her hands around all of the necklaces or, that she has. Mm -hmm. She has a great a dearth of them. I was well aware that she stole my necklace earlier. Do you think that... I should not have let her do that. The fact that you think that's the biggest problem going on with her is wild. Well, I'm trying to understand what you think the big problems are. I think that she's scared and people treat her weird and she doesn't know how to belong to that. Yes, and that is a normal part of being your age and going to school. But I you understand that we have different responses to the way people treat us, right? Like, if people treated me like that, I'd be fine, because I have monochrome, so I don't have to talk to anyone. But Izzy doesn't have someone who's with her all the time. Do you not recall when I asked you to be supports to each other? Because you are what you have in the world. No, I did not. Well, I will ask you again. Be a resource to the Chickenomic. I'm really trying, but there's a lot going on there. It's your first day. You are allowed to have time. That is part of what I am trying to impart to you. You need to take time understand things, become established before you get yourselves killed. Okay, but again, we're kids, we learned all this information today, and I guess as a Scrutonomic, I'm used to processing lots of information really, really quickly, or maybe my lens is doing the thinking for me, or because I have two brains, it makes me go really, really fast. But right now, I'm freaking out a lot, and I can only imagine what it's like for people who have one brain and are not the Scrutonomic. I can see that. I can see that you are freaking out, and I am attempting to give you more information to help you not freak out. Is this the incorrect thing to do with you? I don't know. I just, I don't know. Would you like some cocoa? Yes! Yes! <laughs> 
you two rounded the corner and like pounded down and then you see where the barrier is and right beyond it you see an animal here are the attributes of this animal we can see it you can see it it looks like it's caught in headlights it looks ooh. it is large around the size of this table so that would be what five by four and huh. then it's taller than that so yeah. it's like a four foot tall is it like a solid thing. chunk it is it's like a a medium sized dog a hefty creature furry not furry actually it has like a little fur around its neck mm. in its hackles area someone said <gasps> it's got a little snout and it's got teeny little ears it's got a lot of skin kind of like a pig but it's it is a lot in... of skin <laughs> but that's like good. that's good <laughs> <laughs> I guess it actually does have a slight fur to cover it because okay. that's how basically everything that humans <laughs> works right <laughs> and the, the light fur is colored like magenta and red and pink and purple and it, it's got kind of like it looks a little bit like tie-dye mm. so the question is have you ever seen one of these before if not do you know about them i think is he probably are they uh foresty animals it's a rainforesty animal then i probably mm. do yeah i'm gonna say as he does maya is not familiar with this animal but her first thought is it's beautiful i want to touch it is it pettable a little bit fuzzy, a little bit cute. Yeah, it is kind of cute. It's got its eyes are like big, and then within them, it has like its pupils are like they look like pretty flowers. Wow. Yeah, it's cute. It's a it's cutest Baku you've ever seen, Izikia. <gasps> So I would like to roll a knowledge to know things about this. Yeah, sounds good. I think I've run into it in the rainforest. Yep. When I first went on my own, I know, like, at the very least how to avoid it or whether or not it hates me. So roll something that is relevant. That's a D8, my knowledge. Okay. Since, Since you know stuff about it, it's only a two difficulty. That is a six and a five. You succeed. So the things that you know about a Baku, they are prime meat for a were jaguar. They're quite yummy. Oh, no. People, you, your people eat these. Oh, no. But they are a difficult hunt. They not only are difficult to find, they're very rare, but they also have dream powers. What does that mean? Well, have you ever fallen prey to one before? I'm going to say yes. Okay. Before you tried to hunt a Baku. Uh-huh. When I was little, I'm still pretty little. <laughs> yeah, because you knew that there was like, it's a big meal and it lasts a long time, yeah, right? And they're delicious. There's a lot of meat on this thing. Mm-hmm. So you went out hunting the Baku and it snorted a bubble that managed to get you and you passed out and had the weirdest dream that you've ever had in your life oh no and then when you woke up it was like as far as you could tell like a day or two later and there was no baku just a little hungry sad confused is ikea maya have you ever run into one before no so yeah it's looking at you guys looks like completely spooked maya crouches down at the baku's eye level Mm -hmm. and she reaches out a hand her uh, left hand as close to well she actually just puts her hand on the edge of the bubble and it tentatively puts its snout towards the two of you and blows beach ball size snout bubble that light pink and it starts bubbling towards you back up what okay okay she gets up what have you ever had like meat Oh, like a stew that like <laughs> that like was like old and then you like got sick but also had like a fever dream not recently do you want to because <laughs> i'm willing to experiment with this because you're a trusted friend but also i don't think that this is now is a very good opportune time i've dealt with this okay so yeah. this is a baku um mm-hmm. 
They're so good. <laughs> it clip clops oh. slowly towards you. Okay. Um, he's really cute. Yeah. He, she, they're, they? uh, despite gender, they are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and I need you to make a collective decision with me whether you're going to go on a journey with me or not. Because if I stay any longer, I'm going to make some decisions that are going to make you judge me for a very long time. <laughs> The bubble hits the side of your guy's shield bubble and pops. Oh, geez. <gasps> so Maya's thinking. If you uh, want me to leave, I will leave. But if we stay, we're going to get into some nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she's weighing the pros and cons. Well, my mama has a saying. Um, mm-hmm. I have a mom and a mama. But my mama has a saying. It's better to jump than not have jumped at all. Let's do it. Not sure if this was the correct decision, but it is going to determine the length of our night from now on. <laughs> and um, I look over at Izzy, and she gives her a, a smile that's like, yeah! Izzy turns into a jaguar. <laughs> Let's touch some bubbles! Yeah! And you guys, like, start to run towards the shield, and mm-hmm. then you bounce, get bounced back. Yeah. Uh, oh, So Maya falls down to her side, and she's kind of like, Ugh. And Izzy went face first, so she's, like, a little bit can it come in here it's like sniffing around the outside of the bubble i would like to maybe like a uh maybe a streetwise as to like whether or not like how impenetrable the bubble is okay i think three because you're trying to do magic stuff right you're trying trying to to match no you're not trying to do it but you're trying to discern stuff about it right That is a one, a four, and a four. So. Oh. <laughs> you are trying to assess the bubble situation and like mm-hmm. knock against an area, and you knocking against it sends a shockwave that bounces you back. Is like painful or? Thank you for reminding me about the Nomic deck. I will draw a card and also draw a nightmare point. I took the upside down resignation. Violence begats violence. This is like we hit a beach ball, like, thunk. And you continue to be spurred on, huh? Well, this is a, a complication in our plan. I believe we've reached our first obstacle. Oh. Do you want to continue? No, uh, two out of three isn't bad. Two out of three. Right? I enjoy it. Uh, so yeah. here's the thing. If we try and break through this barrier, that means it might break down the entire barrier. Figuring out how to break down this bubble. <gasps> um, so she takes her shield and she uh-huh. kind of, like, like, charges it, it up. Yeah, yeah, and he's like poking it, stabbing it, and not much is happening. But the design on it, it's like big red, pretty thing, mm-hmm. and the Baku seems like really interested in it, and like is following it around with its eyes. She's like, "Hey, look, look, Izzy, it's falling," and she's moving it back and forth, up oh. and down, and then she starts to do circles, like wax on, mm-hmm. wax on. Yeah, it's definitely following with its head motion. Ooh, it likes light, Maya. Yeah. I'm going to make this promise to you right now because I might not be able to control myself later. I will not eat your pet. Yes. I, I mean, will not eat it. Good. I think this is a good opportunity for us to, for you to assert yourself and get as a piece of property in the form of a nice furry animal. And I'm going to try to be a good friend and not eat it. Pinky swear? I put my paw on her hand. <laughs> on my pinky. <laughs> whichever, whichever one's the pinky, like, I paw swear. Paw swear. And they shake on it. So now, since you guys are working together to do this, you have an advantage to it. But Maya, you got to make me some sort of check to attract the Baku into the bubble. All right, I'm rolling a D12 for D12 for empathy. Oh, okay, cool. You're rolling three of them. Oh, a seven, a one, and a ten. Nice. The Baku 
sees this red thing and looks pretty jazzed about it. And then I'm going to chuck in a nightmare point. And it takes its little snoot and does a trumpet noise. Oh, no. <laughs> and then six tiny. There's a little clip, 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 clip. It's a mama. They all come in and then come into the area. They're all curious and sniffing around you very aggressively. Izzy is having a terrible time right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like so many delicious hors d'oeuvres. There's cute. There's one that's got like a heart on the baby that has like a heart pattern on its back. Maya, I think I need to go. (laughs) I think I need to go. Otherwise, this is going to turn into a very grisly scene. Oh, okay. Oh, so cute and delicious. I need to go. Oh, yeah, you should go. Okay, I should go. Oh, go. <laughs> he runs away. You, as you run, I'm going to pop this other nightmare point. <gasps> the sudden movement startles the mama, who does a big poof, a huge bubble. And then that startles all the babies. And they all do little bubbles. And you guys each suffer an incoming attack. This thing, if it gets through, an attack coming at you, two different attacks. At one at a two, because it's the babies, uh-huh. right? And then one at a four, because it's the mama. You're not going to take damage, but yeah, you're going to fall asleep. This is an incoming attack. Okay. It is bubble-based. You tell me how you want to defend. Running away. Okay, so that would be, that's an athletics check then okay well that's a four okay this might go poorly <laughs> all right how many one two attack and one four attack i'm a good defend against the babies first this is the athletics that is a four and a zero good job you wait it's not a zeros you can't roll a zero. One, two, four. Oh, i see no you rolled a four because it's the one at the bottom oh no so you failed on the baby easy yeah so maya you see izzy start to run and then a little baby's tiny tiny little bubble comes and hits her right in the small of the back and she just but you also have all these bubbles coming around you so you have to make the same i gotta run for it you're gonna run for it okay that's probably in athletics Um, then mm -hmm. a two and a two oh no the baby bad night. Maya's running and she tries to pick up Izzy yep. but as she reaches for her, a bubble gets her in her foot. Which one did it? Was it the heart one? Yeah, the heart one just looks right up at you with these big puppy eyes and like blows a tiny little bubble that goes right into your face. And, and, <laughs> and then Maya's last it. thought is oh. End of episode. Autonomic is a precocious LLC production. Izzy Kia is performed by Liz Anderson. Maya Shale is performed by Taylor B. Hill. Brennan Bravo is performed by Stephen Kropa. Monique Mitra is performed by Pranks Paul. And I, Kat Cool, serve as her story's narrator. All music on the show is made by MJ. Autonomic is played in Autonomic, which uses the Bright system, which is used in Burn Bright and owned by Roll20. Roll20 is a virtual tabletop that runs from your web browser where you can play tabletop games online with friends at Roll20.net. Until next week. <laughs>